This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. This is Chatting Human Design. I am your host, Janelle Turner. And my guest today is a 1-3 emotional projector. She's an intuitive. She creates these wonderful illustrations on Instagram. And that's how I found her and grew very attracted to her content and her energy. And her name is Casey. So please welcome Casey. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Casey Cook. Uh, you may know me on Instagram as at the Bandry, uh, B-A-N-D-R-U-I. It's not a made up word, I promise. Uh, <laughs> I have been doing human design as a business for a little over six months now. Um, I've been in my experiments since 2017, 2016. Wow, we're like the same. What is time anymore? 2016 or 2017? Like three uh, years, right? Yeah, wow, three or really, four. Very similar, that's funny. <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, like a lot of people, I think I found it through a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of wrote it off at first, was like, that sounds like a bunch of, you know, mumbo jumbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, just was kind of halfway listening and they started talking about projectors and I was like, wait, wait, wait hold on, rerun the whole thing, listened again, was like, oh, I need to like figure this out because that's me. That's what I am. Wow. And sure enough, I was, and uh, I've been hooked ever since. It, you know, it's kind of like this huge awakening for me of like, oh crap, like all these things that I've been beating myself up for that I thought was wrong with me for so long. Like this explains all of that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so I just immediately jumped into learning as much as I could, uh, typical one line. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, you know, left my full-time job in 2019, was kind of like, what am I going to do with my life? And the thing that just kept circling back around was like, well, human design, like you're really into that. You spend a lot of time doing that. Why don't you see where that goes? And so here we are. Yeah. Wow. We have like such a like a similar story I started three years ago I start, I started my website six months ago so it's oh, like wow. we're very similar we both found it on a podcast mm-hmm. um it's cool that you knew what you were before that's like <laughs> intuitive yeah and for for people who aren't super familiar with human design it's not easy to look at somebody and be like oh projector generator sometimes you can if they're in their element you can mm-hmm. kind of do it but a lot of people are living in their not self or going against their design. So it's really difficult to just look at somebody and know. Yeah. And, to, and especially as a projector, when we don't really see ourselves very clearly to know that that's you, that's mm-hmm. super cool. I love that. <laughs> yeah. No, it, immediately it was like all the things they were saying, it was like, oh, that's, I do that. Oh, wait, what? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to know more. <laughs> yeah. When I first did my chart, I entered my birth time incorrectly. And so for the first six months of my experiment, I was a three, five sacral generator. Oh, that's a big difference. Right? Exactly. And 12 hours made that difference. And um, I'm a three, six mental projector. Most of you know that, but it is a large jump. And (laughs) (laughs) I got really upset and mad when I found that out. Like I got pissed off at myself. I was like, I suck at this. And I put it away for a few months because I was so angry, but it just kept coming back to me. And then when I paid attention and I was like, I read about the projector and I I learned more, I was like, oh, it's kind of like you said, (laughs) 
it kind of lets you off the hook. You're like, oh, like I don't have to like fill my schedule with stuff to, to look like I'm doing good at life. Like I don't have to say yes to everything that people ask me to do. My energy can be zero one day and a thousand the next day. I, okay. Like, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was like, I had been going through this period of time where it was like everyone around me, like seems like they know what they're doing and it's like they have all this energy and they can do all the things all the time and yeah. I try to do all the things and feel like I'm gonna die <laughs> like, exactly what is wrong with me like something clearly is not right and then yeah finding out about being a projector it was like oh okay mm -hmm. this makes so much more sense now <laughs> yeah the vast majority of y'all are generators and manifesting generators so when she says she was looking around and seeing people doing that's what we see because that's what's mostly out there. I mean, there's yeah. other, there's more projectors in all of us, but mm -hmm. if you're in a large group of people, or if you see a lot of different people, most of those people have sacral energy and are here to do and get things done. And that's how we have grown up our whole lives. Cause it's not <laughs> yeah. just the people around us. It's the media, it's TV, it's anything that we consumed growing up saying, work harder, play harder, like give it 110%, uh, like 70, 80 hour work weeks, all that kind of stuff. That's what I saw anyway. Oh yeah, no, the world so. is made for, yeah, sacral beings. It's, <laughs> it's crazy once you kind of know the language and you know how it all works, you start to see that stuff and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, like this, this whole world isn't even engineered for me. Like no mm -hmm. wonder I've felt so weird this whole time, my whole life. <laughs> right. I totally agree. Well, today's theme is going to be, um, we're going to talk about the spleen today. And I have an undefined spleen. Casey has an open spleen and they're a little bit different. The words get interchanged a lot and it's not devastating that that happens. Like if you have an undefined spleen and you say it's open, like we get it, yeah, but you have an open center. It means there's no defined gates. So it's got no colors of any kind around it. It's just white with white gates. If you have an undefined center, there are colored gates coming out. So those energies play a into your undefined center a little bit. And I wanted to let Casey talk about the energy of an open center because I really am not as familiar with that as you. So sure yeah so my spleen is open my uh head or the crown up at the top is also completely open um but in terms of the spleen you know it's funny because it's like when i first started learning about this i was like oh like this makes sense because i'm afraid of everything like all the time and um you know it was like yeah and i almost kind of just wrote it off i was like yeah like that's one of those things like i just get it it makes sense like i have all this fear this is where it comes from. Um, then a couple years ago, I had this experience. Um, I am an equestrian, I ride horses. Mm -hmm. And I had two pretty good falls right close together. Wow. Um, which happens, you know, I've ridden since I started when I was three. So, you know, 27, 28 years, I've, I've fallen off a good amount of times it yeah. happens it's gravity it's physics yeah. <laughs> you know you're you're a mass on top of another mass that has a mind of its own eventually right. it's going to go left and you're going to keep going right it just yeah. is how it is um but this experience is a little bit different because usually when you've been doing it as long as i have you kind of 
know, like when you're in trouble, you know, you see it coming. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm about to meet the earth. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happens. Um, but both of these falls kind of took me by surprise. It turns out, you know, there was something wrong with my horse that we discovered later. And that's why oh, this kept happening. Mm -hmm. But it completely like coming back after that was this feeling that I had never felt before. And it mm -hmm. was like, you know, I've fallen, I've ridden my whole life and getting back on the horse. It was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm terrified. Like yeah. I'm going to die. If I get back on this horse right now, I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. And it was just totally this crazy experience for me because it was like, I have never felt like this. Like I've never been afraid like this. I've never been somebody that's like, okay, I'm not getting back on. I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm going to take this whole thing that I've dedicated almost 30 years of my life to and put it on the shelf. Um, yeah. You know, it was kind of, the more I unpacked it, the more it was like, oh, holy shit. Like this is fear. This is yeah, fear. With a capital all, F. Yeah. <laughs> like all of this other stuff that I thought was fear, like I thought I was afraid of everything. That's not really the same. Like that's anxiety, which mm -hmm. is similar, but not the same. Yeah. It comes from a different place in, yeah. in energy wise. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> looking back, you know, having that insight, looking back, it's like, oh, like, yeah, I really don't have any, I don't tap into that energy really mm -hmm. hardly ever. Like, I've always been the person that's like, sure, let me get on that horse that just threw its rider off. No problem. Let me go and do this thing that everybody's like, oh, I don't know about that. Like when I left my job in 2019, everybody had all this fear because I didn't know what I was going to do next. Mm -hmm. And you can't just free fall. Like, what if you're homeless? What if you run out of money? And I'm just like, it's fine. Like, what are you yeah. all talking about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, having that insight kind of changed my whole perspective on the spleen and like how it works. It was really mm -hmm. crazy. And it's almost like, yeah, that was, that's super traumatic. And I'm sure that that was hard mm -hmm. for you. You still, are you writing still? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It took a little while. It took a, a lot of writing this other really quiet, calm, like we teach little kids on this horse horse, <laughs> but yeah, I'm back. I'm doing it again. It's all fine now. Good. Got over it, but yeah, it, it took a while. It took a yeah. while to kind of face it and work through that which but, I hadn't expected. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're stronger now, obviously on the other side, and you learned a lot from that experience. And it's cool to look at the open center in the, that way of you almost have like a fearlessness because mm -hmm. you don't really understand the concept of fear. Like you were saying, yeah. other people were afraid for you mm -hmm. and you're like, no, this is cool. And a lot of times that's going to serve you well, because a lot of our fears are are inflated and they're things that aren't really as bad as they seem, but we just make them really bad in our heads. And so the fact that that's not really something that you do is pretty cool. That, that you went through that whole experience is not cool, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it, you know, in a roundabout way, I'm thankful for it because it gave me this whole new insight and understanding of like, oh, like this is how this works. And like, it, it's helped me with clients with open spleens be like, okay, like you probably think you're afraid, but you're not really afraid. Like if we unpack this a little further, like yeah, this isn't where this is coming from. Exactly. But it also too, like being completely open and undefined, it amplifies that. Yes. That can kind of show up in different ways sometimes too. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I find that even though I'm not as tuned in for myself, I do tune into other people's well-being a lot. And it's yes. like, oh, like, <laughs> don't do that. You're going to die. Don't do that. Like, that's not good. Yes. <laughs> I understand that feeling very well. And that's mm-hmm. just typical projector. We see others more clearly than we see ourselves. And I think when we have like an undefined center and we see another undefined center or open center, we commiserate and we're like, oh, I know what that's like. Like, I know what you're feeling. And then we watch them do things. And as a projector, we exactly, like you said, we want to help yep. because we feel it too, especially when you connect in that way with mm-hmm. undefined centers. Cause I feel like it's almost like you're connecting through your conditioning. Oh yeah, no, definitely. That's definitely a thing. Yeah, I think so too. And I didn't really say it before, but as you can tell, we've been talking a lot about fear. The spleen house is like the energy for fear and survival. Um, so as she, as Casey stated before, it's the feeling of like, if I do this, I'm going to die. It's like, or it's, it's the thing, it's like, I have to keep myself alive. So it's really primal like energy and it's very quiet, but it's there to keep us alive essentially. It's also intuitive energy. Uh, It's the center for right now timing. So in the now, do things now. There's people who have what's called splenic authority, which means their spleen is their authority. (laughs) And it it, it talks to them in the moment and, 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 and kind of charts their path in the moment for them, which can be really scary for people. But with when you have splenic authority, it's almost, you just have to learn to really hear it because it'll be very quiet. So that's the opposite, not opposite, but it's, it's different from what we've got going on. Everybody has all the centers and has all the energy, but when a center is your authority, it's a, it's a whole different ball game there. Has a whole different role. Yeah. Plays for you. And, and when we talk about anxiety because I wanted to touch on this because I know a lot of people feel anxiety and they're like well how is that different from fear when we talk about anxiety in human design uh, most of the time we're talking about the head and Ajna center both of those centers Ajna mostly but if you have an open head that can throw the questions and the worries into the anxiety Ajna area yeah well triple a Um, (laughs) and that's kind of where to me, anxiety is, it doesn't make sense. It's like not logical. And as you said, you are afraid to get on the horse because you are afraid to fall off and die. A yeah. real actual thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. And oh to yeah, me, people do it, all the time. Yeah. It's scary. And, <laughs> yeah. And to me a lot, especially for me, a lot of times my anxiety is I'm going to die, but it doesn't have anything to do with riding a horse. It's more like um, talking to someone or confronting somebody or spending money I don't want to spend or like looking at hard parts of my life like none of that's I'm not going to die from any of that stuff no but that's just my head a lot of times is like it's future casting like you're trying to like work out like what is the outcome of this going to be and obviously Mm -hmm. you can't because you can't know until you get to that moment right but yeah it's all about like oh like I'm afraid of what's going to happen in the future versus Mm -hmm. the splenic fear I feel like is it's like you only feel that kind of fear like when you're confronting something in the moment it's like that OG like animal fight or flight instinct comes over you and it just wipes everything 
I, I agree. That's a great interpretation. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Anxiety is, is, is in the future and splenic fear is like, oh, hey, right now, make yeah. sure you don't die right now. <laughs> right now, listen up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And as I said before, although Casey has an open spleen, it doesn't mean that it's like empty or that she doesn't have any access to any of that energy or any of the gates in that center. It just means it's inconsistent and it will show up differently for her um, and me um, because I'm undefined. I do have a couple of gates. I have 44, which is when I read it, it it's like fear of the past. Mm -hmm. That's where I saw the fear part of it. And that makes a lot of sense for me because a lot of times I feel like I'm not afraid of the past. I'm afraid of looking at it, of like shining a big bright light at it and, and taking it apart and going, okay, what parts of my past are affecting my future? I just want to put it all away and not ever look at it. I just want to be like, <laughs> bye past, you're gone. Yeah. And that's how I feel like I deal with it energetically. And that's mm -hmm. where I think I have a fear of the past because I actually should take it out and unbox it and go through yeah. it, which I'm working on, but it's yeah. so crazy because I looked at that energy and I was like, well, I don't have a fear of like the past. I don't have a fear of things happening again that have happened before. I just don't want to look at it at all. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, damn. Well, that's the fear. <laughs> yeah. Well, 44, I, I think it kind of, it also deals a little bit with like patterns and relationships mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. doesn't it? It's yeah. like, um, smelling you know, a it's rat recognizing like, like, yeah, the patterns that come up in your relationships and like what is safe to repeat with people and who is safe to be part of your yeah. group and yeah. who isn't. And, you know, that can be really hard to look back at and be like, oh, I had this really bad experience with this person. They really hurt me. Like I didn't mm -hmm. feel safe. Um, yeah. To reinterpret for the future. Yeah. I love like, that. That can be really difficult. Um, I totally agree. You know, cause it's, you know, we are talking about the spleen, but the other point that I kind of try to make all the time is it's like, your centers, like they're never operating independently. Like no way. all of this operates holistically. It all works together. And so, you know, your spleen is, you know, it's fear, it's primal survival fear, but it's also taking in information from your other centers to determine like, oh crap, we're going to die or, or, oh, this is mm -hmm. safe. So exactly. Yeah. You're totally right. Nothing, nothing works independently. And the thing I love about human design is to me, it's, it's doesn't, it's not so close-minded where it says, okay, you have this, so this is how it works. And this is the only mm -hmm. way that it works. Like you right. have a defined spleen and this, everyone with defined spleen interprets it the exact same way. And that's how it is. Yeah. It's always going to be interpreted differently. Mm -hmm. And if you read something or learn something about your chart and you're like, that doesn't sound like me. First of all, really look at your shit because it probably is you. Yeah. And, and if not, then that part of it might just not be relevant to your life right now, especially we're talking about the spleen in the moment. So it's it's okay. And I like that in human design, you don't have to really follow a yeah. particular Yeah, no, it's formula. not like, um, it's not prescriptive. No um, way. You know, it doesn't tell you like, this is you. Like you take the information and you decide like how this shows up and you know, the other point that I try to make for people too sometimes is it's like, it's never one or the other. <laughs> like mm, having, you know, an undefined spleen or an open spleen doesn't mean that you're always fearless or you're always afraid. Like there can be different circumstances mm -hmm. where that comes into play, you know? Um, like for me, like 
personal safety is kind of where that pops up every now and then for me Mm -hmm. is it's like every now and then I'll get this hit of like oh this guy in the van is really sketchy let me call my husband (laughs) and you know as I walk to my car just so somebody knows where I am or like I'm crazy about locking doors Mm -hmm. um you know so it, it can pop up in different areas and you're never like completely on one end of the spectrum Mm-hmm. Does that make I totally sense? agree. Yes. And I think a lot of it has to do, not all of it, but a lot of it has to do, especially when we're talking about fear has to do with conditioning, especially mm-hmm. growing up from a child, because when oh, you're yeah. a child, you rely on another person. So if, if they aren't there for you, or if you're not getting your needs met in that way, and I love I love the way that Teo talks about this in his IGTV about protectors and your conditioning and how they're there to protect you because you weren't safe at that time Mm -hmm. to be your authentic self. So for me as a child, it was being incredibly responsible and making sure that everything was smooth and happy. I was the, my mom called me the adult child because I tried to be in charge. Oh yeah, that was me too. Yeah. And it was the fear that if I didn't do that, nobody else would and everything would be flames and no one would be there to take care of me because I, as a child, you can't survive by yourself. So you create these protectors to say, oh, this is how you live and you have your attachments. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do this, you might die. Yep. And that doesn't go away. No. We hold on to that. And we, like me, a lot of people, push it to the side and go, Oh, let's just forget that that ever happened or that that was a part of my life. That's the past. But then it shows up in you. And for me, especially when I first met my husband, it was a lot of making sure he was okay and happy and nothing was wrong. And he never got mad or sad or anything. Mm -hmm. And I really tried to work hard at that because I thought Mm -hmm. I was taking care of him. Yep. (laughs) And that is not correct. That is really trying to control someone's life. Mm-hmm. And I've been really working on that, but that stems yeah. from my whole life having like this extreme energy of responsibility, mm-hmm. which I have 50, which is kind of crazy because yeah. 50 is all about values and personal responsibility <laughs> and the fear of letting other people down. Yeah. So that makes sense. And so I was like, oh, well, yeah, that one totally makes yeah, sense. That's, that's how that energy comes out of the spleen when you get conditioned by somebody with it. Yeah, it pops exactly. right through that gate 50 and it's like, oh crap, I got to take care of this or we're all going to die. Exactly. Or no one else will. And, mm-hmm. and that's just taking, like, that's way too much for a projector, first of all, to even oh, yeah. try to take on. And so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. And like, I'm 37 and I had, I've just kind of thought this was gone. Like all mm-hmm. this stuff was, was like put away and I'll never have to deal with it again. And very recently it's been coming back up for me. And uh, this is like the first time I've actually looked at it mm-hmm. and gone, Oh, yeah. Okay. These things were here for a reason at the time of my life, my parents were alcoholics. So I really <laughs> didn't, I really didn't, I didn't know if I was safe or not. I had no idea what was going on. Like I thought yeah. as long as I, I kept it the boat from from tipping mm-hmm. we were all good and I had to do it mm-hmm. like extremely that feeling <laughs> yep yep and so now I think my fear of responsibility is like not only do I have to be responsible for myself but those close to me I have to make sure that that I am policing them and that they are doing everything they can do to be safe and happy in the world mm-hmm. and I'm really trying to let go of that yep it's yeah. very hard. <laughs> no, I, I totally can relate to that. Um, I was 
right my mom is an alcoholic she also suffers from mental illness um yeah. oh i'm an God. only child she was a single mom so for a lot We're of like the same yeah it was just me and her and so it was like okay well she can't be the adult so i've got to be and mm -hmm. that you know coming from an undefined open spleen perspective it can it can really kind of like amplify that yeah. need to be responsible and that need to like mm -hmm. look after everyone's well-being um you know even if it's not your own a lot exactly. of times with the people with the undefined spleen that i talk to as it's similar experiences have made them so it's like they're not as tuned into their own well-being but it's like they have this massive fear that everyone they're close to is not being taken care of and that they need to exactly. kind of step in and people please and do all these things to make sure everyone is safe and everyone's mm -hmm. going to be okay. Yeah. And if you have an undefined heart, I have an undefined heart. Oh, I, I do think too. you have an undefined heart. Yep. Yeah. This, and this is a great example of how the, the chart kind of works together. Mm -hmm. The undefined heart is amplifying all this saying, prove your worth, yep. make, make sure that everybody knows how great of a person you are. Yep, so, you're only as worthy as well as you're able to take care of all these people. Exactly. And when you look at it this way, it, it, I hope, and it has for me, it kind of gives me some compassion and love towards myself mm -hmm. of like, wow, look at all this interchanging energy that I'm dealing with. I've got this heart wanting me to prove my worth. I've got this spleen afraid of that. Everybody else is going to screw up their lives somehow. And I have to make sure they're okay. And it's like, it's a lot. Yeah. And, I used to downplay it because my, in my particular family situation, there wasn't any physical abuse and there wasn't a whole lot of verbal abuse. There was a lot of yelling, but it wasn't really towards me or my sister. So in my mind, especially as I grew older, I was like, oh, there are people who got beat by their parents. Like there are people who were truly abandoned. Like I always had food. My mom was part of the PTA. Like they always did stuff, mm -hmm. but I like, I downplayed it like, oh, my, my trauma wasn't really anything because oh, yeah. no one hit me and I had food and clothes. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I went to 12 years of private school. I had horses growing up, like, you know, in comparison to a lot of people, like my life was great until I got home, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like I had all the things, all of my needs were met, but that doesn't always mean that you're safe and that you're well taken care of. Exactly. And I had to learn that for myself because I was like, no, you were safe. You had mm -hmm. everything you needed. But it was also, whereas they're just going to be screaming matches when you got home, yeah. how many showers do you have to take today to block out the noise of the fights? Mm -hmm. Like all that stuff plays into it. Oh yeah. And it's, it's okay to validate, you know what? That's real trauma. That's real shit. Yeah. And it's okay that you put that on a shelf for a long time and mm -hmm. now you're pulling it back out and, and validating it as something real that happened and not Absolutely. just like, oh, I had a crappy life, like child life. Yeah. Oh. No, absolutely. And that's really, you know, that's kind of, I think what has kept me with human design for so long is it's, it's such a great tool to kind of give language to those things. Yeah. Like, you know, cause a lot of times we do, we just were like, oh, well that sucked. So I'm going to put that over here and I'm never going to look at that again. Mm -hmm. And I'm never going to address why I do this thing this way or why exactly. I experience this thing this way. And, you know, when you really kind of dive into your chart and you really start unpacking this stuff, it's like, oh, like, you know, this comes from this and this is how this happened. And this is why I experienced this this way. And, you know, there's, there's always something to learn you exactly. know, from your chart. And it always is helpful. And, you know, just, you get so many great insights to understand, like, 
yourself and your energy and mm -hmm. just kind of the way your whole experience goes you know yeah. and it gives you like you said the language to understand it but also to forgive yourself and have mm -hmm. compassion for those parts of you that you don't want to look at or you, you want to pretend aren't there or you don't think it was a big deal like that event yeah. that that really has messed me up that wasn't a big deal so I, mm -hmm. why why i should just who cares yep this stuff is it's all it's all part of your life and mm -hmm. it's something that you should pay attention to because you can put it away for a long time and and so long that you just assume that it's gone oh yeah a lot of people do a lot of people don't look at their crap they don't mm -hmm. look at you know the things that have happened to them or yeah. their experiences and yeah it's i'm always going to be pro like let's look mm -hmm. under the hood here and see like what happened to me why am i like this well because they're going to come up at some point no matter mm -hmm. how far no matter if you think they're gone or not something will come up and oh, yeah. you right in the face and you're like ah dang it like <laughs> come on i thought that left yeah i thought i was successful at pushing yeah. that away forever thought I, I buried that good and deep wasn't going right? to come back to haunt me here it is right? hit me in the face <laughs> <laughs> totally totally Wow, this has been such a good conversation. Yeah. I'm so happy that we did this. Definitely. And I would love to have you back on. If you I would love to ever come, back. come back. On. Yeah, absolutely. This is really super good at fun. This. <laughs> good. You so, know, yeah. I, I have the the 2343 um, mm -hmm. freak to genius. It's my sun and my earth. And oh, wow. You kind of never really know what's it's similar to having an undefined throat even though my throat is defined you never really know what's going to pop out of my mouth mm -hmm. or how it's going to come out so i'm always a little bit nervous <laughs> it's like oh like i hide behind writing a lot because i can kind of mm -hmm. edit that and so when i do stuff like this it's like uh-oh well i hope the words come out in the right order this time <laughs> so crazy so. because for me writing is the hardest i hate it mm -hmm. i hate the way it looks i hate the way i sound when i write things but when i talk i'm mm -hmm. okay so yeah, I'm the complete crazy. opposite. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm also defined throat. I have the 1156 as my only channel oh, storyteller. Okay. Yeah. So, so. yeah, kind of makes sense. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so yeah, Casey's going to come back for sure. Um, this was wonderful. Yeah, if you, thank you want to find Casey, the Bandry, mm -hmm. T-H-E-B-A-N-D-R-U-I on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She's got some wonderful human design programs going on. She shares hilarious illustrations of the centers talking to each other. And I think it's wonderful. And I love humor and human design. So please keep those up because we are Oh, I definitely, I've got more them. coming. Yay, I'm excited. So we'll have you back on sometime and it was wonderful. But I always have one more question for my guests. And this okay. is your question. Uh-oh. <laughs> are you a breakfast person? Oh, no. Not at all. Hate it. <laughs> Do you like breakfast foods or no. is it just the time? No, none no, of it. The whole none thing, the whole concept, okay. throw it out the window. It's it's the biggest point of contention in my marriage because my husband loves breakfast. Me too. Would eat it for every meal of the day. Me too. And I'm like, oh, oh God, no. Ew, gross. Yes. <laughs> it's I too feel heavy like it's, for me. I don't it's like it's very it. divisive. <laughs> I if I don't eat within the first two or three hours of being awake, I'm mm -hmm. like crazy shaky. So I have to have something. Oh, and wow. I really do love breakfast foods like pancakes and eggs and all that stuff. I'm the same. <laughs> I could have it for every meal. No, nope. uh -uh. I usually yeah. don't eat my first meal until like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I, like... there's, I know there's a lot of people like that. <laughs> yeah. I know you're listening. You're either a <laughs> breakfast person or you're not a breakfast person. Yeah. But we can still be friends. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're out there, yeah, you're out just... there and you hate breakfast, I want to meet you. 
<laughs> we'll just never have breakfast together, Casey. It's fine. No, I guess not. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Human Design. Catch us next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.